We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The Bucks won a f***ing NBA championship. Yeah! What? What? He tries to take a pulse, baby. Watching that basketball game, like, caused health problems for me. Boogie hates racism and Chris Paul. And who cannot get on board with that platform? If I've learned a lot, this, I, I'm not going to say it. That sounds too bad. That was good. Roll on. No, 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 no. The Bucks do win it all. Pat Connaughton's numbers should be in the rafters. Hey there, welcome to the Eurostep, a Milwaukee Bucks podcast, proudly a part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network and the Eurostep Podcast Network. I am Ty Windish, one of your hosts, and I am joined as always by the fascinating Rohan Kadi. Rohan, how's it going? Doing, doing well. Uh, It is a bright Monday, but it is cold. Yeah. It's so cold. It threw me off this morning how cold it is. And it's going to be like, it's going to snow. Just Wisconsin season. It's fake spring. It's fake spring. We, we, we should we should have seen this coming when it was 60 and I started to enjoy – you started to feel happy again, truly happy for the first time in months, seasonal-wise, and then it's gone. And that's 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 Wisconsin spring for you. But at least we've got the Bucks. We do have the Bucks. Uh, but before we get into the Bucks, make sure you are subscribed on your podcast platform of choice. Make sure you are subscribed to our YouTube channel if you're watching on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to the Substack, gspn.substack.com. Uh, if you do all of those or any of those realistically and leave a five-star rating on your podcast platform of choice, that gives you access to our Discord, which you can find in all of our Twitter bios, mine, ties, and at Eurostep Podcast. There's a form to fill up that you can get access to our Discord, which gives you access to our playback rooms. And we are hosting one of those rooms on Thursday for uh, the game against the Brooklyn Nets uh, on Thursday, March 31st. 30. 30. 31st. No 31st. Is there a March 31st? Yep, yep, there is. Okay, I was right. I just doubted myself. But yeah, yeah. we'll be doing one then. Uh, but yeah, make sure you do all that. Ty, let's talk some bucks. Wait, first, one more thing. Oh, yeah, we have, a, we have another thing. thing. Yeah, we have something. This is a more immediate thing. It requires no effort if you're listening on audio. So we love our YouTube viewers. We very much appreciate you. But there is an exclusive audio-only segment of this podcast, so make sure to go check out the episode on Apple, Spotify, you know, Amazon, wherever wherever you listen to podcasts on audio. I think Google Podcasts, all the all those places. Podbean, Pod, sure. Um, I don't know if we're on there, um, but I talked to Jet Jason Terry, Jason Eugene Terry, aka Jet, 
Uh, he's the coach now of the Grand Rapids Gold, who played in Oshkosh against the Herd on Sunday. I got to speak with him after the game, talk to him a little bit about his team and his coaching journey, or I should say his post-playing days journey. Is He was also an assistant GM in the G League and an assistant coach at Arizona. Um, but we also talked some bucks. He told a great story about Giannis, uh, and we joked about him coming back and, and playing for the team. His answer to that was pretty fun. So that's audio only. I don't have video for that. I don't just want to throw up a picture on the YouTube. So make sure you're listening on audio and subscribed. And while you're there to listen to me interview Jet for a couple minutes, subscribe, rate, review, and go ahead and get in the Discord, folks. It's 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 so simple. It's very simple. It's very simple indeed. And you know what else is simple, Ty? Basketball. Basketball okay. is poetry. I don't. I tried ah, to segue. This is, didn't uh, a little, a little fumble. Yeah. See, it can't. They can't all be bangers, Ty. No. That's what makes us human. Uh, but uh, good luck finding the bangers. <laughs> so the Bucks have a very important week coming up, Ty. Like I said on Thursday, they play against the Brooklyn Nets. On Tuesday. They play against the Philadelphia 76ers. And these are both very important games in terms of seeding, in terms of play potential playoff matchups, because we're getting down to it. We're very, very close. We're, what, two and a half weeks out from the start of the playoffs? Yep. Almost there. It's time. It's time to do some standings watch. So uh, There's so eight games left for the Bucs to set the stage. So, yeah, season. basically two weeks of games left. Yes. So currently, the Milwaukee Bucks sit in third place in the Eastern Conference and are half a game back of both the Boston Celtics and Miami Heat and are tied record-wise with the Philadelphia 76ers. Again, that's why Tuesday's game matters. It's for the tiebreak. And uh, they're basically locked in to a top four seed at this point. The number five seed is the Chicago Bulls, who are three and a half games back. So that means Milwaukee is essentially guaranteed home court in the first round of the playoffs. So now it's where we sort of get into the nitty gritty. here. So if they maintain their current spot at three, they would be facing off against the six seeded Toronto Raptors in the first round. And I know Ty, you've talked before. You don't want any part of that. Uh, I wouldn't say I don't want any part of that. Um, you know, I think the Raptors do a good job defending Giannis and they're a better team than they seemed like early, but I, you know, it's not a terrible first round draw. It, it might be the second hardest if you look at the teams between five and ten, with the first hardest obviously being the Nets. Um, but, you know, I, I don't I, – I wouldn't say I want no part of it. I would certainly prefer Cavs or, or Bulls, though. Cavs or Bulls. So you basically want Milwaukee to either slide into that four seed or realistically get top two. Or, honestly – the way the Bulls have not looked great when they're not playing Cleveland and the way the Raptors have been pretty good, maybe I want them to just sit, wait it out at three and let Toronto catch Chicago. Yeah, there's only a game separating those two in the standings. So it, it very much is in play for that to happen. Yeah, I, I think honestly, the way it's, and I don't want to ruin your whole thing, but it's very close to ideal standings right now for the Bucks, which means it almost certainly won't hold. But if you flip those two teams... And reminder, the Bucks are 3-0 and against Chicago this year. Um, if you flip those two, put Chicago in four, the Bucks get the Bulls in the first round, and then they get the winner of when Brooklyn currently being in ninth means they could not get the Nets in the second round. It means the Nets could only finish eighth if they make the playoffs. So then in the second round, you get the winner of Heat, 
who have lost four straight and look terrible. And either the Cavs or Hornets, let's really hope Heat, for the sake of Heat fans, I don't know if they could take losing to one of those two teams with home court. But basically, you isolate Boston, Philly, Brooklyn, all on the other side of the bracket, and Toronto, for whatever that's worth, which feels like a really nice outcome, especially as opposed to last season when you run into the Nets in the second round. Yeah, it would be the quote-unquote easiest uh, path for the Milwaukee Bucks in that uh, respect. Because like you said, you avoid all of the top-heavy teams and like realistically the top teams in the conference Yeah, uh, Um, on that side of the bracket. We should – did I did you did you note Robert Williams yet? I did not. We can talk about that right now. So yeah. it was uh, reported by Woj today that uh, Time Lord himself, Robert Williams the third, the third, right? I think uh, so. Maybe the second is uh, he's going to be missing a s- weeks, maybe potentially. There was no real clear timetable because he has a torn meniscus in his knee, uh, which is going to take him out. Uh, for a little bit, which is first and foremost, very, very unfortunate. Hope he gets better soon so he can go back to being a menace for the Boston Celtics who have been absolutely surging in the second half of the season and look like, honestly, like one of the, a team that could win the whole thing. Uh, as of recently, they, they currently are the number one seed in the conference. So that is a huge, huge blow for them. I know we were talking a little before we started recording, he, like Marcus Smart is great, but he is the anchor of that defense. His ability to leap and block shots and just be able to be a help side defender and also be a rim protector, it works really, really well for Boston. So that is a big, big blow for them. Yeah, it is Robert Williams the third. Um, so they, I believe it was reported already that he is going to get surgery, which means weeks at least um, for Robert Williams on a recovery time. Um, really, you know, a cog of their vaunted defense uh, and a useful offense. Which has been the player. best in the league. Yep. Um, number one in the NBA. The Celtics have just been a, a menace basically up there, I think, with the Suns in terms of winning ba- for pretty much 2022. Uh, early in the year, not great for the Celtics. But as you said, they find themselves on top of the East after that disappointing start. Uh, winners of six straight games at the moment anyway. But certainly this this takes a lot out of them. And especially you look at going up against the Bucks, you know, now your options for, you know, playing the five, you're asking a whole lot of Al Horford. And, you know, we saw last time the Bucks played the Celtics in the playoffs. Al Horford can't really be your starting center in a series against Giannis and the Bucks. And that was a much worse Bucks team. And it still did not and go well. And a much well. better Al Horford. <laughs> yeah. And, and it still did not go well for, for the Celtics. Um, so that, that's uh, absolutely a bummer. You know, just the kind of thing that, that happens, unfortunately, in, in the league. It feels like, especially this year. I mean, you look around, there's so many players trying to rush and get healthy in time for the playoffs this year, which I always find a little concerning. Um, but Robert Williams, you know, will be trying to get back in time now, assuming the Celtics can stay afloat for a while here. But it certainly I mean, look, look back to last season. Joel Embiid played on the torn meniscus. Yeah, last postseason. Yeah, um, you know, all, all around you can find a, a, examples. I think. I mean, look at Anthony Davis hobbled through his his injury, and clearly it was not the same. Um, but and Chris Paul, I think, couldn't really shoot for like a whole series, which is crazy. But I think this this changes a lot about the East. You know, I think Boston had become kind of a sexy pick to get out of the East, or at least to you know, meet Milwaukee in the conference finals if they were on different sides of the bracket. And now between them, the way the Heat have looked, 
The Sixers have not been inspiring. James Harden has looked like old James Harden again after looking great for like a week. Suddenly, we're kind of back in a place where I think a lot of people are leaning one of Buck's nets to get out of the East. The nets are still the odds-on favorite, which I find hilarious. Are they actually? That's yeah. incredible. Someone was uh, – my guy Henry, Hedging Henry, was looking it up this morning. And despite them being ninth in the conference, they have the best odds to get out of the East. That is – At least, ridiculous. you know, wherever wherever he looked. But yeah. I mean, yeah, we, we now have Kyrie Irving playing all games. He is playing home games as well. Uh, that rule got changed. Uh, go Yankees, I guess. Yep. Yep. Uh, cave, cave for baseball, which is incredible. Uh, so that's not going to be a factor anymore. Kyrie Irving is going to be playing every available game. He's available to play for every single game uh, the rest of the way throughout the postseason. So there's not going to be any more uh, home road advantage, except for Canada, except for the play. He still can't play in Canada. So there's that. But that's it. Sadly, doesn't look like it'll matter anymore unless the Raptors really fall off here. But I don't think they're going to be a play in team anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. it's possible. Um, but, you know, for the Nets, I, they're kind of in a pressure cooker situation here. I mean, I'm sure they won't say as much. But when you're in ninth, we talked about I got it wrong on the playback. You only need to win one game if you finish seven or eight to make the playoffs. If you're in ninth, you cannot lose any games. You, 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 need, you need to win two and two elimination games to then get to playing in the first round against presumably a good team. And we talked about Miami has not looked as good and Boston now loses their, their center. Um, but still, like that is a really tough situation. The Hornets did clinch the tiebreaker over the Nets when they beat them on Sunday, I think. So, and they have the exact same record right now. The Hawks are a game and a half behind Brooklyn. They have a game left against the Nets, so they could make up a game right there. You know, we'll see. You would think a team with Katie and Kyrie would be able to win enough to make this not matter, but they haven't all season, as which is why they find themselves in ninth now. So, you know, the bracket is going to be crazy, but I think it's that's why, you know, earlier you mentioned three might be the perfect spot, or I mentioned you won't see the Nets in the first round. And I think honestly, that may be the ultimate thing that the really the thing that really only matters is or if not getting one. Well, unless they get to or eight. No, no, they could unless, get to if you're two, if you're two, if you're two. Or they could get seven or eight. If if they move up past the Hornets, we don't know where they'll no, actually like finish. if they're ninth. If they tenth, finish they can, ninth, then yeah, they can't finish. They cannot seven. be seventh. Yeah. So second or third, realistically, is avoiding uh, the the Nets. And given the Nets are also two and a half games back of the seventh seed right now, but and I guess tied with eighth. So I guess I don't know. Yeah. It, it'll be tough. It, it's it'll be interesting for sure. Yeah, this it's still. I mean, we, we've said it's this still, earlier. It's still massively up for grabs. Yeah, exactly. We, we said this earlier. There's so much room for things to move, and there still is now. Um, but it, it's going to be wild. But yeah, I think you know the, the farther we get, the closer we get to the playoffs, I should say, the less I'm worried about the other teams in the top four. You know, I think you know all of them could give the Bucks a hell of a series. I would certainly favor the Bucks against all of them. Probably giving Philly the best chance to beat Milwaukee now post Robert Williams injury. Um, you know, Embiid is still an MVP candidate. He's the only guy. He's by far the best player outside of the Bucks in this top four. Like it's him and then yes. Tatum and then someone else. He's the, he's the third best player in the conference. Yes. Giannis, KD, Embiid. Embiid. 
which is, you know, renowned company. But yeah. He's not, he's not better than Giannis or KD. I'm sorry. Um, is that I, would, I, I would think about him versus KD. I would not. Both ends. I would not. I would. I would. KD impacts, or <laughs> Embiid impacts the game on both ends more, which I think really matters. I don't know if it's if it's a playoff series. I'm still taking KD. Yeah, it's fair. But yeah, um, it's like would you? Here's a simple way to answer that: If you're on, if you're a team, would you rather have KD or would you rather have Joel Embiid for a playoff series? I mean, you probably just say KD. But if we're talking about playing against the Bucks, that interior presence is a big deal. Okay, sure. It is, um, but. Yeah, I mean, you know, Boston and Miami don't have the the same top end talent. I mean, Tatum is really good. Jimmy Butler, Bam Tatum Adebayo, is very, very, very good. The Heat certainly have the worst best player out of those four teams. Five, if you want to throw Brooklyn in. Yeah, Tyler Hero, apparently. <laughs> Max Struess, uh, Caleb Martin, Bam Sniper, Bam yeah, Adebayo. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, honestly, I mean, you know, avoid Brooklyn in round one, which if you, uh, if you're three, you automatically do one and two. It just really depends on where Brooklyn finishes, but segueing here smoother, the Bucks can help not see Brooklyn in the first round when they play the Nets on Thursday. So let's talk about the Bucks games this week, what to watch for. It's been my opinion for a while that Milwaukee kind of punted to a certain extent the weekend games. They still beat the Wizards with only Drew playing out of the big three. They did not beat the Grizzlies uh, with Drew not playing and Giannis and Chris playing. Uh, They got punked. Not even close. Not even close to beating the Grizzlies. But I kind of thought all along that you kind of kick those two games aside. And instead of grinding out to get the one seed or whatever, especially with the Nets thing looming, why not rather size up against the other great East teams? Like that seems more valuable to me. Like get Brooks some real game experience. And it seems like that's what's happening. The latest Bucks injury report, and this could certainly change. But as of today, as we record on Monday evening, the only people on the injury report is Giannis, who is probable with right knee soreness, and DeAndre Bembry, who's of course out with, with knee surgery. Um, so – it seems like we're going to have all of the starters. I mean, who knows what happens with Giannis, but I would assume he does play if he's probable now. So we get a, a star-studded matchup with Philly, the first game against the Harden-Embiid Sixers. And this is going to be an exciting one to watch. Yeah, it really will be. Uh, speaking on the injuries again, like it's, I wouldn't too worry too much. Like Drew Holiday, like you mentioned, not on the injury report again. Last um, During the broadcast of the Grizzlies game, Lisa Byington and Stephen Bardo. Yeah, Bardo was on the call for that game. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> what are your thoughts on Bardo? I just said, oh, yeah. Okay, cool. That's it. <laughs> That's all I said. I don't need to – I don't um, – Yeah. I, okay, I don't, so on that broadcast, yeah, yeah. they were talking yep. about how they, they were making an effort to go back to Milwaukee after the Grizzlies game to go pick up Drew. So I think it was mostly just a rest game for Holiday. But, yeah, it's going to be – it's going to be the first time we really see these two teams at full strength. The last time these two teams met was pre all-star break where the bucks collapsed in the second half. And just what a gave brutal up. game. It was an awful game. They really wanted that all-star break. Yeah, they did. Um, and they lost to the Sixers who only had Joel Embiid. Uh, Harden was traded to them, but he was not playing for them yet. The hammy. Uh, Cause yeah, he's been dealing with the hammy for like a year now. That's gotta be a problem. 
Yeah, it, it, it seems like it has been a problem. Um, the, for, the team he went to was the Sixers, who are, have a notoriously great medical staff. So yeah. I hope that works. I genuinely do hope that works out well. Though. Um, but yeah, it's going to be an interesting game. These I've said before that the Sixers now have the second highest ceiling in the Eastern Conference behind Milwaukee. So it's going to be... It's going to be a battle of two titans of the conference between the two teams, the two best teams, in my opinion, in the conference. Ty, what's the first thing you're watching for in that game? Um, really, just how the Bucks handle the Harden and Bead pick and roll, which is obviously going to be the go-to weapon for Philadelphia. Even though you know the um, Tyrese Maxey and Bead pick and roll might be actually scarier. The Harden Embiid pick and roll is going to be the the main uh, weapon for Philly, I think, in all of their series. And Embiid continues to not shoot the three well, under thirty five percent. He's still averaging, you know, twenty two points, which is certainly down from the Harden that we're used to. But twenty two points, nine, just about ten assists, seven and a half boards, three point three turnovers. But yeah, shooting thirty four point eight percent from three and forty seven percent from two. Um, I, it's still a, a scary playmaker, but I think honestly, this is a game where I wonder, I don't think they will, but I wonder if you think about changing the starting five at all, because I think Wes is such a good James Harden defender that giving him the most time on, on Harden makes a lot of sense to me. I mean, we've seen him in recent games do like the arms at his side defense to make sure no calls are drawn. The Eric Bledsoe. It works, man. You do yeah. it for a reason. I mean, what game was that? Where like, like he held someone to like, oh, it was the Bulls when he was guarding Levine, I think, or DeRozan. I mean, one of those guys shot like no free throws or like two free throws, which is not the norm of this season. And a lot of that is the way Wes can guard without fouling. So I would expect Wes Matthews to have a fairly important role uh, in that game. And then maybe you let Drew play more on Maxi. But I'm sure Drew will start on Harden. I'm sure Grayson will start, um, at least for, for now. But yeah, I think that's the most important thing is just seeing how the Bucks handle that that two man game. Yeah, in my like, I, that's definitely something to be watched for sure because that is that is going to be their bread and butter in the playoff series. But uh, I'm just immediately looking to Brook Lopez because that's a good uh, one too. For, first and foremost, I mean, it plays into what you said. But uh, over the years, we've seen Brook Lopez be a capable Embiid defender. I'm not going to say stopper. He's one of Embiid's one of those guys who's going to get his no matter what. Uh, Unless he's so, playing the Raptors, that's true. You talk <laughs> about a team who doesn't want to see the Raptors. That's that's the Sixers. Yeah, uh, you want to talk about a team Philly does want to see? It's Andre Drummond. Uh, yeah, yeah, no kidding. Two opposite ends of the spectrum. Did you see Andre Drummond throwing up the Tyree Kill peace sign on a fast break? That's that, when you know you have to fold as a franchise. Yeah, that's so funny to me, and he—I can't believe he executed it successfully. It feels like a very Drummond move to throw up the peace sign and then immediately fumble the ball or tomahawk it off back iron. The fact that he did it successfully, that's just sad. It's it's so bad. It's so bad. Also it's hilarious. Really it's, oh, it's hilarious. But <laughs> but no, uh, getting back to the point, Brooke Lopez over the years has been a capable Embiid container. Can, is, can, you make him make sound, sound like, like he's a box. Yeah, you make him sound like uh, um, what are those things called? Boxo containers. Yeah. No, what? What? I feel like there's a specific word and I can't, like a brand. Is it OXO? Am no, I thinking of something? no. Well, I think that's a brand, but there's like a, there's a term. Like the brand became a term. It's so. 
Tupperware? Yes, yes, yes. Tupperware. You make you make Brooks sound like Tupperware. Like you just put an Embiid in it and you have it for later. I think he would appreciate that, honestly. Yeah. I think he'd I think like that. Brooke Lopez, I feel like, would appreciate Tupperware. Yeah. He seems like a, a cultured individual. I don't know, man. Okay. <laughs> Tupperware uh, equals culture. I, I don't know, man. <laughs> you okay. walk into somebody's house, open their cabinets, oh, this is fine Tupperware. Yeah. What is Mature? I don't know. Yeah. Seasoned. Seasoned. I like that. I like yeah. that grown yeah it's a nice way of saying old you should keep that in yes. mind as i age and you don't <laughs> i mean i'll age but you'll still always be older yeah okay <laughs> well let's get back to brooke lopez uh but brooke lopez again over the years has been a he's been a tupperware for Embiid, and uh i want to see if that still holds up after injury like brooke lopez after coming back from injury he's looked mostly like brooke lopez which is incredible but we know early on he struggled a little bit with foul trouble. He's That has sort of mitigated over the last couple of games as he gets more comfortable, gets his timing back. So Embiid is the ultimate test for him, realistically, because Embiid is a player who's going to he's, – he's a team that's not going to try to scheme Brook Lopez off the floor, right? Even though we know now that you can't really scheme Brook Lopez off the floor, he's always going to be there when it matters because he's such a good player for this team. But Embiid lets Brook Lopez play as much as he wants. Because it's not like Embiid's going to be missing a majority of the time and they're going to go super small. Of course not. He's their best player. He's going to be the one there most of the time. Like the majority of the minutes, over 40 a game in the playoffs for sure. Book it right now. So Brooke's going to have ample opportunity to to size up against Joel Embiid. And I want to see how that plays out. Because we've seen in previous games this season, without Brooke Lopez, Embiid has just feasted. He's gotten foul calls against guys like Bobby Portis, against guys like even Giannis, he's gotten foul calls on. Brooke Lopez, notorious for not fouling. This team, just notorious for not fouling. Let's see how let's see how Brooke Lopez and I guess to a lesser extent, Serge Ibaka, if those two match up at any point. Let's see how they play. Let's see how this center depth really, really works. Yeah, I, I like that one too. And I think especially the point about fouling is going to be a huge one for um, – for the Bucks and for Brooke against Embiid, who has certainly uh, become a bit of a foul merchant himself. Um, and being able to guard him without fouling is going to be super important for Lopez and the Bucks. For sure. It's just going to be the foul game. And we know in a playoff series, the fouls are going to go down a little bit. That's why, uh, that's why James Harden has maybe struggled a bit in the postseason. Also, I think just miles. I just looked up a stat. Yeah, I think this might this might blow your mind. Do you want to hear it? Of course. I love getting my mind blown. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. 
That's indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, <laughs> I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. How many times do you think James Harden has played 40 or more minutes with the Sixers? Three times? Exactly right. Three times. Oh, let's go. Which is kind of a lot of times for a player dealing with hamstring issues who has not looked the most athletic this year. He played he- 52 minutes in the playoffs while hobbled on one leg. He, this man will do anything. These things aren't always great long-term decisions. Um Second question, though, the follow-up. How many times have the Bucks' big three combined played more than 40 minutes, 40 or more minutes in a game this season? Once? Twice. Twice? Drew, I was going to say twice. Drew twice. Drew has done it twice. Both losses, sadly. But Chris and Giannis have not at all. It's kind of wild. Chris and Giannis have been with the same team all year. It's not Harden. That's a 14-game sample size. I looked this up because Harden is averaging an absurd, like, 37.6 minutes per game. And, again, that's like Chris has only played more than 37 in, we'll say, a half minutes once. Chris logged 38 minutes in a game and then 37 twice, and that's it. Giannis has logged more than 37 and a half minutes five times and then drew a handful more. Hey, if but, we, if we know anything, it's the, that doc rivers, he loves, he loves the playoffs. He loves when he has a lead in the playoffs. He's just going to be playing these guys the majority of the time. Definitely not going to go to like a 12 man rotation or anything. Well, it's not funny because it feels like he's swinging the wrong way now. Now it's like, Oh, you want shorter rotations? Fine. I'll burn James Harden out in March. I'll, I'll become Nick nurse. Oh yeah. I'll show you. <laughs> you want to see James Harden wilt. I got, we'll do it faster than ever. I, I don't know. It just seems like not ideal to be running him that hard. And the same thing. I mean, you look at the nets and, and how much KD has had to play this season. Um, it's kind of a, a similar deal, but before we get over there, KD 36.7 minutes per game this year. You know, um, what did what did you say James Harden is averaging minute wise over his 14 game tenure? He is averaging 37.6 minutes per game after averaging 37 minutes flat per game in Brooklyn. So I have his last seven games pulled up and he's averaging 38.6. Yeah, it's so gone he, up. He keeps going. They up. eased him in. They eased him in. If you look at it, he had like a 28 minute window. Well, they didn't play much and they got absolutely bopped by the Nets. But outside of that game, he's played at least 34 minutes in every game. Yeah. So the reason I have these last seven games pulled up before we moved to the Nets, yep. you want to hear what James Harden's been doing these last seven games? I because it started, sure it started do. off so well, didn't it? It's yeah. like, oh, those two are going to 
go for 40 a piece. They're going to, he's going to shoot really well on step backs, the step backs back tie. I remember. uh, Yeah. I remember thinking, I remember thinking that, wow, we're really getting this hung up in a honeymoon phase before they even do a playoff series together. And the honeymoon phase wore off like within a week, not even needing a playoff failure. No, no. They, I mean, they just played a couple big games which simulated playoff games. James Harden didn't show up. And yeah. Going from there. So over the last seven games, James Harden, like I mentioned, 38.6 minutes per game. Seven, 21 and a half points. Solid. You know, uh, it doesn't, uh, doesn't hurt that nine of those points are coming on free throws uh, because he is shooting 39% from the field. Uh, 28.9% from three on over six attempts a game. Uh, he's, he is a, uh, averaging three and a half turnovers over that span with nine assists. Like he's always going to be a good assist guy. Uh, and is just, just absolutely stinging up. He's averaging five made buckets per game, 5.3, 5.3 tie. That's ridiculous. It's not good. You look at 39% from the field time. It's it's been like honestly, I think the three point shooting's been uh, better. I'm pretty sure in in Philly than it has been in it was in Brooklyn for for Harden. I was gonna say Houston. That's that's two quit on teams ago. His did stats. You see, did you see the highlight the other day where he tried to he almost tried to dap up Westbrook at the free throw line? No. It's like oh, you thought we were in Houston. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I don't know what Harden thinks at any point in time, but yeah, I mean, you know, it's still, it's funny that that trade was like seen as such a win for uh, kind of both teams, but certainly for the Sixers who got Harden and I still think it is a win for them. Let's see it's if just he, not let's a, see it's if not he puts a good pen, trade, let's see if he puts pen to paper. Remember he forgot, oops, whoops, forgot to sign that extension. Sorry. I didn't get it in in time. Sorry, Daryl. I don't have an agent, so it's, there's no way of knowing. Listen, also, also hilarious news as we segue to the Nets. Kyrie giving his word he's going to re-sign with a team. You've got to take that as to be gospel. He's he's definitely never done that before. No shot. There is no shot. He has told the fans to their faces, I would love to re-sign if you'll have me, and then not done that. There's no way that's happened before. I I replied to our friend Matt Brooks. uh, Yeah. uh, His tweet, something about like, he was tweeting about uh, Kyrie saying that. I replied with a screenshot of an ESPN article showing Kyrie saying he's going to re-sign in front of all the Celtics fans. First of all, I got a lot of Nets fans in the replies, which is Dude, like, they oh, get really mad. No, I was like, really hey, good sensitive. on you. I didn't know. I didn't know you were a thing. I know. So, I think it's like job. two guys who have like ten accounts each, but nonetheless. Yeah, they just kept saying like it's a different situation. It's it's completely different. You don't know what you're talking about, bud. Like, okay. Cool. All right. I'm just saying. I'm um, just saying something that happened. You know, that happened. It's not like Kyrie Irving wanted to play for the Celtics because his dad wanted to play for the Celtics or anything. They had a commercial made about <laughs> him jersey being in the Raptors. <laughs> it's it's not like any of that happened at all, and he still didn't sign it. But he says he's going to. So I don't. I don't see what the concern is. And Harden That's wanted true. to be there. People forget that when they traded for him. I, that was his destination all along. He wants to be a net. He loves these guys. That one didn't age well. But I'm sure Kyrie is, you know, a really normal guy who I think a lot of people emphasize with and a rational decision maker. So I really – I don't see why there would be any concern. Um, but yeah, nonetheless, he's going to probably uh, be here for, for the game on Thursday 
Might not, but probably will be. Um, the Nets, you know, an interesting team. Um, they've lost. That's a nice way of saying bad. They've lost two of their last three. They rolled off a couple wins playing. I mean, they they again they horn swoggled the 76ers, who are not good. They put up 150 points on Orlando, which is just like cruel. But then it's like you beat Portland by five. Portland's not a real basketball team anymore. This version of the – have you seen – I think it's Monday night's game, so it will be outdated. But have you seen the players available for Thunder Blazers? It's ridiculous. Paku's going to take like 80 shots. It's terrible. That is, <laughs> that is the tank game of the season. Oh, my goodness. It's going to be shut, disgusting. They shut down like three players, including Eric Bledsoe today, didn't they? I, th- I think so. Could have been a buck, yeah. Eric. Honestly, really glad he's not because they don't get Javon Carter. If yeah, that's true. That worked out really well. Uh, they beat, they, but they also beat the Jazz. They lost to Memphis, as one does. They beat Miami, which Miami just can't. Miami lost to the Sixers without Embiid or Harden, which I find hilarious. Like Tyrese Maxey just slicing and dicing. Uh, but then they lost to Charlotte in a really important game. Now Charlotte has the tiebreaker and currently slots in above them. Um, they played their schedule is super easy, so it seems impossible that they finish outside of the top eight. That is a reverse jinx attempt, but it's Detroit, the Bucks, the Hawks in Atlanta, which is a big game. The Hawks are currently behind them in 10. Then a back to back Houston and the Knicks, then Cleveland, and then the Pacers. So almost all objectively terrible teams for the Nets. Um, but yeah, they still don't really play much defense. Um, it's like Katie and, and Kyrie and not a whole lot else going well. I think Seth Curry is healthy again, which should be big. I think Dragic, Dragic is playing again. He has not been all that good uh, as a net. No, but no, Javon Carter is absolutely the better of those two players. <laughs> Goran shooting 36% from the field, 23.8% from three as a net. Yikes. Could not be Eurostep. Uh, guess Javon Carter. Javon Carter might be shooting better than those percentages combined from the field. He's not. <laughs> Actually, is he? No, he that would be like 60%. Is he shooting 60% from the field? That can't be true. I mean, he doesn't miss. No, his his slow start, I think probably his slow start from two. You know, he's only shooting 44, or 54% from the field, 58% from three for Javon Carter. That is just that is ridiculous. That is beautiful. <laughs> okay, but, but yeah, what, do, what are your thoughts on the Nets? Yeah, the Nets aren't good. I'm not scared of them in a potential playoff series. I would like to avoid them at all costs because of the man named Kevin Durant. But that's yeah. it. That is the only reason. I fear, and even if let let me say this: if the Bucks match up against the Nets in a first round series, it'll be max six games Ooh. maximum. I don't know how – I don't know. Maybe – I do not think Brooklyn has a chance of beating this team. I think they have a chance. I, I think I, they have a – They have a. okay, I shouldn't say that. They do have a chance, and it is one of the bigger chances in the first round purely because of KD. It's the biggest not, in the first round for sure. Yes, yes, but I do not think it is a significant chance to beat them. Let's say – let's take even the games where Kyrie Irving is played in this, for this Nets team. They are 9-13 and 13 with Kyrie Irving. How many of those with KD though? I don't know because he had to, he played a lot of games without KD or Harden, so it's kind of skewed still. Um, but I mean, it's just like again, I think for a, a lesser extent of the same well, they, reason. Let's talk about Charlotte. Like, let's look at the last game they played. 
They lost to Charlotte at home with KD and Kyrie. Yeah, they did. I mean, bad shooting night for both guys. And I don't know if I don't know how much of that you can attest to the Hornets, who have not played any defense all year. Um, it was also the second night they of a back-to-back. They lost to the I Grizzlies, think. which, as one does, like yeah. you mentioned. Yeah. They beat the Magic by 42 points. They scored 100. That's just rude, man. What? They scored 150 points. Yeah, that's that's. Orlando doesn't deserve that. They might deserve that. They're trying, Jennifer. No, they're not. They have a. They have some fun yet, Franz. Sure, Franz. Franz. What did Franz put on the Bucks earlier this year? Like fifty. A lot. It's crazy. He did not put up fifty. It felt like fifty. <laughs> it felt like a hundred. <laughs> it did. Um, but they just like even these wins. They're beating up on bad teams. Yeah, like Charlotte, the like Heat, Miami, exactly, <laughs> Orlando. Uh, like who who else have they beaten with Kyrie Irving playing? They haven't won a the lot Bucks. of these games. They, they beat the Wizards. They beat the Spurs. The Bucks. Yeah, that's true. They beat the Bulls. Like they beat the Pacers. Like congratulations. Yeah. Well, the problem they're is good. they're. I mean, they're not. But I think you're going to get to the Kings. You're, it's you're going to get a different level of Kevin Durant in the playoffs. And I still think for a lesser reason that they were so dangerous last year. There's still like the offensive upside of KD and Kyrie. You know, it, it could they win four games out of seven against almost anybody in in some universe? Probably. I, those guys go off for eighty combined points, and you have a bad shooting night. You know, things can get a little tight. Um, and Drum, Drummond's been pretty good for them. Uh, I think it's going to look different in the playoffs. But you know, in the in the Bucks Nets matchup, where the the Bucks blew it in frustrating fashion, similar to the Sixers game. Drummond was really good in that game. But I think you look at the Nets, like looking at that Charlotte game, and you know, Charlotte's obviously a pretty small team, although they do play Mason Plumlee at center. And and um, did they have uh what's his name they traded for? Yeah, and Tre oh Trez barely played. That Trez trade's not looking great. Um but and Trez also isn't that big. Yeah, he's a center, but I mean he's he's bigger than like PJ Washington or Miles Bridges or whatever. It was my point. But you know, KD and Kyrie play 40 minutes. Seth Curry plays 30 minutes. Bruce Brown plays 25 minutes. Those four all start. KD is big, but Kyrie, Seth, and Bruce Brown are not big. Dragic then is the next, actually more minutes than two of the starters, nearly 30 minutes from the bench. Then Claxton, James Johnson, who continues to play for some big fan, big, it's, you know, dangerous guy. Um, but then Patty Mills, 12 minutes. So you're looking at between Mills, Dragic, Brown, Curry, Kyrie. That's a ton of minutes. They're just tiny. They just don't have playable big guys. I mean, Drummond actually has been pretty damn good. He's been really good for them. But and outside he's been of him, signs on fast breaks. <laughs> yeah, like Claxton, I think is like a good switchable player. I just don't view him as a true big. Like he's not. It's like this is gonna sound like a a really bad comp, but it's kind of like John the, Henson. I know. I was gonna say it's like the Giannis filling in for Brook thing at center. That's a yeah. Not they're not the same player, but it's like that size difference matters. Like he doesn't. Like Giannis is obviously better at everything than Nick Claxton, but it's like Giannis. What Giannis said himself, I couldn't do the things Brooke could do. Like Claxton really can't either, even even more so. Like I don't look at him as a center who's going to give you problems down low. He's just like a big guy who can switch and guard the perimeter. It's different. It's kind of like Simmons esque too. It's like these guys who are really good perimeter defenders. But we saw this last year. Claxton's not doing anything about Giannis in the paint. Like if he's already there, it's over. It's cooked. Like Drummond at least is big and stronger than that. Um, and James Johnson is 
whatever. We we don't talk about awesome. him because we're afraid of him. But Great. Great. he's not no, doing a whole lot. He's not that he's big. Awesome. He's not that agile. He's not. He's strong, but he's not strong enough. I'm not saying this. All right. Well, um, and Lamarcus didn't play in that game. He's he's played a lot. Um, take that for what you will. Blake doesn't play anymore. They just. I don't think they have enough useful size. Yeah. Again, I'm not. I'm not worried about this team. Yeah. I'm not worried. I keep getting these annoying tweets. People think I'm deathly afraid of the Nets. I don't know how many times we have to say this. We just play the odds. Will the will the beat up Cavs ever beat the Bucks in the first round? No, they won't. Jared Allen might not play. Darius Garland's back is messed up. They have more guys out. Dean Wade Darius is now is out a, for the year. Uh, that that might be good for the Bucks. Dean Wade, you mean um, Kevin Love? No, I, <laughs> playback. Joke. Yeah, I was get gonna in, say get two, in on the inside joke. Yeah, watch, watch playbacks, but like. You know, the Cavs, no. The Bulls, never. You know, the, the Raptors. <laughs> I don't care who's I feel bad. I feel bad for Bulls I don't. fans. I don't. See, I have a friend who's a Bulls fan, so I feel a little bad. Remember when they were, thought they were going to jump Grayson Allen because <laughs> fake tough guy Tristan Thompson said they don't take that and then just got punked? Yeah, and then Tristan Thompson, again, is he tries to start something with Serge Ibaka. Like, of all guys on the Bucks to start something with, you want to try Serge Ibaka? Not even Grayson. No, nah, he can't. He can't be bothered to do anything about Grayson. You want to try the one guy on the team, or may, I don't know, but the one guy on the team we've seen actually be in fights. Like he'll go out there and choke someone on a basketball court. Like Serge Ibaka's done that. Yeah, uh, I would not fight him. Do you know the Bulls are four and ten in their last fourteen? That doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah, with wins over the Pistons, the Cavs, the Raptors, and the Cavs. <laughs> Losses to some good teams, the Hawks, the Kings, the Pelicans, a couple of Bucks games in there. They still have yet to beat a team top three in either conference. They have, I think, depends how the standings shake out, but they have Heat, Bucks, Celtics left on the schedule still. It's just not good. Not good. They're terrible. Not good. Uh, they can't beat good teams because they're not good. They don't defend. Not really. They don't fit. It's like that Bulls tweet predicted it all. They won't fit. They won't defend. They won't be good teams. Yeah. That, uh, I think it was uh, Nikias Duncan who was tweeting like, I did not see this tweet having Wolves potential, referring to the Wolves tweet where they said the Wolves are going to be bad this season with a gif of Cat, and then they were awful. <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, the Bulls are bad. But getting back to the Nets, uh, we yeah. did this for the Sixers. What are you watching for in Bucks Nets on Thursday? Which we will be watching again live on playback. We will. Um... I guess really just like it's less strategic stuff because I think the Nets changed a little. I mean, they obviously changed a lot too, but, you know, they're like less dynamic now. You know, I guess you could argue they're deeper, whatever that means for a team that's still not very deep. But they didn't add like a player who you're like, oh, my God, how are are the Bucs going to handle this guy? Right. Like whereas you you watch Bucs Sixers, it's like how can the Bucs handle Harden and Embiid? This game is more like, well, you know, they, we've seen them try to handle Katie and Kyrie before. So I think really just seeing how they how they guard those two is going to be the most interesting. And I would like to see Giannis have a better game against Drummond. Drummond was really good in the last one. I would like to see, you know, how they how they do attacking him down low. Getting him in foul trouble could be big in a potential series. But I think really just, you know, the matchups on Katie and Kyrie and, and what they use. I think that's been... A talking point all year is how do you guard KD without PJ Tucker? 
Bucks have done a really good job so far. Obviously, that's regular season, but we'll see. Uh, that, that'll be interesting to see, you know, Giannis, Wes, Chris, Drew, who all gets shifts on guarding Kevin Durant. Yeah, I think that's that's definitely what we need to look for going for it because that's the biggest threat, like we mentioned. Like, KD is the threat. Uh, no one else on this team scares me in the slightest. So it's just going to be all about how you match up with KD. And uh, you mentioned earlier about the Sixer game, do we see a potential starting lineup change? I think if there's one game we do, I don't think it's the Sixers. I think it's this Nets game. Why? In terms of Wes Matthews, because I don't know, not like the Sixers, I don't know. I'm not too worried about it, honestly. Like if you want to, if you want to stick, uh, if you want to stick Grayson onto uh, Tyrese Maxey or hide him on uh, Danny Green or whatever, and then have a, uh, Chris Middleton go around and chase Tyrese Maxey. You could do that because we've seen them put Chris on a chase guy uh, in Miami series in the past. So I don't know. There's there's a guy on the Sixers that you can hide Grayson realistically, and I guess you can do that. They definitely the- is on the Nets too between Seth and uh, Bruce Brown. Yeah, but the thing is, like those guys are creators, and they'll get involved in actions. They'll put Grayson into actions. Like if you hide Grayson Allen on, let's say Danny Green or Tybull or whoever they're going to start. You, you don't have to worry about that. Is Seth that much of a creator? I guess. I'd say so. Yeah, I guess. Is. I mean, I'm not, I don't know. I'm not that worried about Grayson on Seth, honestly. I don't know. I'm saying, like, I'm not too worried about it either. I'm saying yeah. it's the worst of the two matches. Yeah, I suppose. I mean, if, if you want to go funky and put him on Bruce Brown and find somewhere else for Giannis, uh, assuming Brooke Lopez starts on, on Drummond. But – is that what it, what are you looking for though specifically? Is, do you actually think that I don't think they're going to change the starting lineup? Do you? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if they actually will, but if there was one, I think they would do it for that. Hmm. Uh, I'm just watching for matchups all across the board, but especially KD. Like we know, yeah. in previous years they've taken shifts. They're not going to throw in the same looks over and over again. And who knows? It's not like they're going to throw out their playoff defense in a regular season game. So. We, yeah. we shall see. I'm just going to be watching for defensive matchups. Like, yeah, gets I, a, I wonder. Who gets a majority of the shots against KD. Who's where? Where's Grayson playing? What are the cross matches looking like? That's what I'm interested in. Is there a shot that we see more vanilla stuff because Bud is trying to keep the uh, the the you know the the hands close to the vest, so to speak, not show all the cards? Potentially, potentially. I think we could see. Yeah, I think we could see that. I do think I like I really like having Javon Carter for this matchup because I think a really nice backup Kyrie defender option. For sure, for sure. And you can throw out lineups with Drew and Javon. Yeah, exactly. And Drew can take a shift on KD. I think I, I think we will see if when if Drew gets a KD assignment, which I think he will. Um I, I think we'll see Javon picking up a lot of Kyrie in those minutes. I think that's or Dragic or Seth, whoever's on the Yeah, team. yeah. I mean a lot of those, a lot of guards. So yeah, there's there's gonna be a lot. This is a good Javon Carter. I want to see Javon matchup. Carter defend KD. It's not gonna go well. But who knows? Hey, hey, it might, it might. I don't wanna I don't wanna just uh, dispel that right away. It might go really well. I think Drew's a better better assignment there, but I'm not I'm not gonna doubt our man Javon Carter. Can't can't do it. Um I always think that KD, like the Bucks, have guarded KD so well this season, and I think they have. He scored twenty nine and thirty two on ten of nineteen shooting and thirteen of twenty five shooting. But it's yeah, funny, good. They, but they got blown out in both of those games, and they lost his minutes by a ton. So it's like whatever the Bucks are doing, are basically just like only giving KD hard shots, making him work a little bit, and then just you know the rest of the team has not been able to do enough. Like 
Because they're not good. Yeah, and I think it's it feels like they double him a little less. I mean, they show bodies, but they're not giving up that many wide open. Well, because shots. when you when you double, you're just inviting the rest of the defense exactly or the rest of the offense to get to, more to hurt you. and create yep. mismatches. If you just throw single coverage at him, you're staying at home on all your other all, all the other players, and you're just letting KD basically go one v five. Yeah, which not even KD can do. Not against the Bucks. Not against a good nope. team, a great team. How do you think they're going to do this week? And, and uh, we should say they also play the Clippers on Friday, second night of a back-to-back. It's a home game. If you, hey, the Clippers might have Paul George. That news just dropped as we're recording. Uh, Paul George has been upgraded to questionable for Tuesday's game against Utah. If you have tickets to that game, I hope that Paul George plays and you're excited to see Paul George. Um, <laughs> assuming assuming all the Bucks guys go against Brooklyn, which you'd which hope they, they probably will. will. Which you'd hope they will. Um, but they the second, take these matchups. Second, second night of a back-to-back against a Western Conference team in the play-in. A good team, but you know, a play-in team in the other conference. Reggie Jackson is no one to be messed with. Sure. Um, and it's also playoff, playoff Reggie is a different animal. If the Bucks punt that game, their only remaining back-to-back is the last games of the season against Boston and then Detroit, which I think that Detroit game or that Boston game could certainly be um, punted as well. But yeah, there is um, likely the Detroit game because yeah. Detroit's going to be punting it as well. <laughs> they haven't not been punting for quite a while. Um, but yeah, we we would assume to see. It, it, I'll, I'll, we'll say our predictions are for if the primaries for the Bucks play in both games. I also two would say two, two and zero. I would say two and zero as well. This is this is the time of the season where the Bucks are really rounding into the form. They're going to show off their medal. They're going to dominate. I think they're going to win both games pretty handily. Yeah, give me, I, give me some score predictions, Ty. Oh my god, I'm not doing score predictions. Why I, not? I think because I give, me, I give me a score prediction. I'll give you like a, a range. I don't like doing both numbers. It's too much math. I think they beat Philly by like eight, and I think they beat Brooklyn by like fifteen. They've had the Nets okay. number this season, That's so I, I think the Nets game is is less close. Um, I think this is also an MVP showcase for Giannis. Yeah, as much as he doesn't care, it, it would be if they do well. And he does I'm sure, well. I'm sure a little part of him cares. I'm yeah. sure he cares. He's just never going to say it. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, so I think they beat the Nets by – or the Sixers, excuse me, by 12 and the Nets by 17. Oh, yeah, you won up me on both. Rohan, Bucks optimist. Oh, yeah. Don't yeah. come at us and say we hate this team. Man. They will. They always do. But it's a, I'm just glad it's a fun week of games. You know, obviously yeah, more fun if they basketball. win, but we've got good basketball on tap. And I think probably the last – is this going to be the last t- fun two-game stretch of the regular season? I mean, there's only five games after that. Wait, am That's I missing ridiculous. a game? Am I missing a game on my schedule? I don't think so. One, two, three, four, five, six. They can't, there can't be seven games with how many they've played, can they? I mean, what have they played? They've played 74 games. Yeah, there, there has to be another game. What am I missing? Bucks.com, what are you doing to me? So, here, let me pull it up. I think they so don't they, they, end with, they end with Cleveland, I thought. Yeah, they do. I don't know why that's not showing up on this schedule. Did that game get canceled? I, I know think it. So. I know it didn't. I know it didn't get canceled. No, it might have been because it's currently scheduled as a three games in a row. Oh, I don't think they've assigned days yet. I think yeah. they wait to like do premium matchups for the last. Like, there's no times yet. 
Yeah, there's no time, but it's currently scheduled for Saturday, April 9th. It won't be that because they play no, Thursday. Because that'll and Friday. be three games in a row. That's super weird. They haven't like like set that one now. Set that to a non-premiere time and channel. No one's gonna care about that game. Maybe the NBA thinks somebody will. I guarantee you the Bucks will not care that much about that game. I think um, they're just waiting to see how the rest of it plays out. Yeah, they probably and schedule are. other games. But no, after this, it's Clippers. Mavs could be fun. Mavs Bulls, I guess, would be the closest. Uh, but then Celtics, Pistons. Cavs. So this is it until playoffs. This is the the real tune-up games. I mean, again, Mavs, Bulls, probably not. Um, Celtics, I guess, would still be a good one. But two of the best games on the schedule, two fun ones to watch. And like we mentioned, you can watch the Brooklyn game with us. You can kind of watch Philly with us. I mean, we'll be tweeting. We'll be in the Discord. We'll be posting. So excited to uh, to take in these games. We'll have to share our thoughts sometime after the Nets game. But uh, maybe after the Clippers game as well, just to yeah. not, well, not tentatively yeah. this weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but any any last thoughts on this this two game stretch? Enjoy it. This yeah. is a playoff preview. Like this is where you get into the mindset of playoff basketball because it's coming. It is coming. Uh, Eurostep Podcast Network is going to have you covered yeah. throughout the entirety of the postseason. But uh, we are not finished with this podcast yet. Time. No. Every teased up top. There is your conversation. With the Jet himself, Jason Terry. Uh, here it is. Congrats on the close one out there, Jet. I mean, obviously a huge performance from Peter Cornelli. You know, Terrence Jones as well. The front court was a big deal. But what do you think went into withstanding that hurt run in the second half to get the win? Well, just staying focused mentally and uh, with withstanding adversity. I mean, we talked to our guys about it a lot of times. It's a four-quarter ball game for a reason. Like, you know, give us credit for jumping out to a great start, but give them credit for not quitting. I've seen teams in this league and in the NBA just fold up shop after being down 30. Uh, just, just tremendous compliment to them that coaching staff of keeping those guys motivated. Absolutely. You know, this season seems like it's been a pretty strong one for you so far. You know, what, what's your overall evaluation of the gold this year? Well, for us, you know, our success, you know, this year won't be just on wins and losses, but on the amount of guys that have been called up and had opportunities. And I still got, you know, as many guys as we've had called up, six to seven guys, I still got two, three more guys that really deserve a shot. And so we've prided ourselves in player development. Um, you know, and, and getting our guys to, to get to the next level. And uh, they've done a good job. Absolutely. You know, uh, since the end of the playing career, you know, you've been an assistant GM for a G League team, mm-hmm. assistant coach of uh, NCAA team, mm-hmm. now the head coach here. You know, what do you like about the G League as opposed to college or trying to go to an NBA bench? Well, for me, it, it's, it's no difference, right? It's all about people. You know, my passion is for people. My purpose is to inspire others. And I'm able to do so. You know, the G League is a platform for me to continue to inspire and motivate the next generation of hoopers. And, you know, that's what I pride myself in. I get the utmost joy when I play of seeing my teammates' success out there on the floor. Even if I had a game winner, I would still rather see my teammate hit it uh, than me personally. And that's what this is about. I like to see the success of others, and our guys have really bought into that, and we're enjoying every minute of it. I know toward the end of your playing career when you were with the Bucks, you were already t- kind of looking at having a coaching mm-hmm. role and kind of taking that role as a coach on the bench, basically. Mm-hmm. What do you remember about that time with the Bucks? those two playoff runs and, and you know, those earlier years of Giannis and Chris? Well, I just remember, um, you know, the Bucks organization being open, open-minded, open-handed, because at that point they really allowed me to be a player coach. Um, John Horst, Jason Kidd, they welcomed me and uh, we were really hands-on you know night school player development uh, film sessions being in every coaches meeting that that was amazing but for me I'll never forget it I walked into the locker room one day and Giannis's phone was right there on the floor I picked it up and on his face is uh, screensaver was the Larry O'Brien trophy 
I knew at that moment that Giannis was a special player, and I also knew that one day he would be a champion. And now he's done it, and they have another opportunity this year to do it again. So very proud of those guys, him, Chris, who's now an all-star. Um, they just acquired uh, Drew Holiday over the last three years. Uh, I've always admired his game. Um, just just a phenomenal organization, first-class organization, and, you know, they're, they're about to do something special again. They got a roster spot open. The G League season's winding up, you know, uh, thinking about it. Or? Unless it's a, a spot on that bench sitting next to my big brother, Darvin Ham, I'm good to go. Gotcha. You know, um, you talked about your coach on the bench there. You know, what goes into kind of, you know, keeping the guy's ears as now a full-time coach that's different from that player coach on the bench role? Well, just understanding that each and every individual guy, it's their journey. It's not yours. Like, I have my run, and I can't impose on them what I did in my career, all I can do is show them the roadmap and then hopefully it inspires them to come to early practice, stay after practice late, keep putting the work in, being a student of the game, and then the results to take care of themselves. Absolutely. Appreciate it, Jet. Thank yep. you for the time. Anytime. It was super fun talking to Jet is all, all I'll say. Um, it was a blast. So again, if you're a video video watcher, say where, where the hell was it? It's on the audio feed. You don't have a video of it, so... Go check out the Eurostep on audio. Listen, listen through. Check out that interview with Jason Terry and his cool Giannis story. But now, officially, Rohan, that's all we've got for this episode. Yeah, that's all we've got. Thank you all for listening. Make sure you subscribe on your podcast platform. Just leave a review uh, on your whatever Apple. Apple is inbuilt. You can leave a five-star rating and review. Uh, Spotify or other platforms, you can leave a rating. And we invented a review system where you can just send your review to Eurosteppod at gmail.com or fill out that form yep. that we mentioned up top. That's in my Twitter bio, which is in Ty's Twitter bio, which is in the Eurostep podcast uh, Twitter bio. But uh, yeah, make sure you leave that five-star rating. Hopefully you can join us for the playback. Uh, make sure you're subscribed to the Substack, gspn.substack.com. Subscribe to the YouTube. Subscribe to everything. And uh, go Bucks, pod random. And we... We'll talk to you next time. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.